Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I am your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your coach, your guide on the side. Today, your holiday engineer. I will be... (laughs) Your engineering holidays? Engineering your holiday season today. Today, we're going to be talking about holidays... Where you get that job? (laughs) I was just looking it up on Craigslist. (laughs) It sounds weird. No, you have to engineer your holidays or they'll engineer you. Okay. I think I saw that on a bumper sticker. <laughs> so on today's show, my friends, we're going to be talking about holidays, how to manage schedules, budgets. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be so good. And uh, the show, we're going to have a, we're going to have a bunch of shows like this yes. because people need help. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be that the holiday season was just about celebrating it's become so much more. That's right. Now it's about you've got to have a budget. You've got to be in the right place at the right time. When I was a young kid. You have to get the perfect gift. Yeah. But when I was young, all you needed were like popsicle sticks. And you could go out and scrape them on the sidewalk and create a little sharp edge on them. That's right. And you give your mom a sword for Christmas. And there's the sword. Cross a little tape a little cross <laughs> to it. Okay. Hand her a little J- sword. James is stupefied. Yeah, right? yeah, are you making laughter. a shiv? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You never made your mom a shiv? <laughs> what? You never did that? No. I, I can't oh, say I, I did. Yes. You must not love your mother. No apparently. kidding. Your mother never got a shiv from you. Unfortunately, no. You, so your mom was never in prison? I mean, I mean that's exactly why you make it. Exactly. You need to know how to make a shiv out of a popsicle stick. Yes. You never know when you're going to need it. But you it. have to have two because you have to have the cross piece yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> you got to have a cross piece. So that's a pretty sophisticated shiv right there. It is. That's a cross piece. Oh, what did you get your mom? Knives? <laughs> well, apparently not because I would have started with the shiv <laughs> yeah. and graduated to the knives. Yeah. See – it used to be so much easier back then. It was. Do you remember? Yes. Do you remember when your G.I. Joe doll... You Didn't could, have one. You never did? No. But you, you, do you remember what they looked like, though? Oh, yes. And the hair. But the a friend hair, of mine had one. But I, you could rub the hair off. So if, yeah. you, if you rubbed the head long enough, the, yeah. the hair would wear off. Yep. That's where I started creating, you know, and I first learned about male pattern baldness. <laughs> <laughs> it was in my little G.I. Joes. But, you know... It's Christmas, and it's supposed to be easier, but instead we're getting into debt, and we have Black Fridays and Gray Thursdays and Blue Tuesdays. Blue faces sometimes. And Cyber Mondays. And, so today on the show, we are going to help you combat that. Managing your schedules during the holidays. We don't need to go to everything. No. You just go where there's presents. That's always <laughs> been my rule. No, you have to make a presence. You make your presence known. <laughs> where there's presents. And you pick up a present. By the way, speaking of picking up presents, BYU Broadcasting gave us some sweatshirts. Yes. And um, apparently I'm fat. You do? I they, they asked me what size. I said, I'm going to go large. I'm doing large. Uh-huh. And then you tried it on? And I tried it on, and it felt like I was trying on my nine-year-olds. So you didn't go up and try it on when they had you try them no, on? No. Of course. Well, that, I, did. I did. Well, but that would demand me. I'd have to Actually walk up doing something. I know. I'd rather that would well, see, be if you, winded. If you get on the stairs, maybe you'd only be the large. 
Ooh. Wow. <laughs> did you hear that? Yeah. Uh, he said it. Yeah, I did. He said what everyone's thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's harsh. Harsh truth. I yeah. don't like the show today. <laughs> <laughs> the show's been re- very rude to me today. So you're but not no, a large? I had, I had no, same... I'm, a, I'm an extra large. They actually had me try on a double X. and the, I <laughs> You think, were swimming in it? I think what it is, it's not me. It's, <laughs> of course it's, not. It's the cut of the sweatshirt. I have to agree oh, with yeah. you on this okay, because okay. I had to go a size larger than yeah. I normally do. And I think it's – they just think that people have little bodies with little arms. Well, it's the company – probably the company that makes it. Well, it's James. <laughs> That's James's body. <laughs> yep. Little bodies, little arms. He, I mean you're a tall guy. But well, skinny arms because – Skinny. Because the sleeves extend four inches beyond my hand. Yeah. Yet yeah. they're tight on my arm. Who wears this? I don't know. It's, it's well, a Studio C. Actually, fit perfectly. It's great. Andy from the Appleseed, the producer of the Appleseed, is yeah. out there wearing one today. No, well, Andy was just picking his up because he needed another <laughs> there size. There you go. Anyway, I don't want to start a problem, but I think it's creating a complex <laughs> Too late. for people at BYU Broadcasting. Can I just suggest next, next time we get, we get sweatshirts that are a size that, that fit even Better idea. bigger people? Hams. Hams! That's a great idea. You can't go wrong with a Christmas ham. Exactly. And let's just make them all larges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> These clothes companies just can, can't ever get it right, though. Because, I mean, no. in the old days, it was the exact opposite. I know, like when I'd go and play soccer, yeah. they'd give you the shirt and it'd go down to your knees. Yeah. Yes. Like, but you actually were smaller back then. Yes. Oh, I yeah. guess so, yeah. yeah. So if you That's think, a good point. Yeah, just think about where you were. Anyway, we're going to walk you through the season. Hopefully, you'll you'll have a better shopping opportunity than we did or experience. Uh, but before we go there, we've got some really cool holiday headlines. Yes, we do, actually. Well, and they're not all well, holiday. but No, but it is the time of the year that Time Magazine puts out its person of the year. <gasps> yes, and you know what? Was I it I thought me? they did a very – yeah, it was you, sure. Close. Yeah. yeah close. You were, you were in the running. <laughs> I was close. About <laughs> who, who won? Who won? Actually, it, uh, the Ebola fighters. Yeah, that's won. why James said close. Am yeah. I like mm-hmm. an Ebola fighter to you? Mm-hmm. Well, there's been a number of times where I've questioned whether you had Ebola or mm-hmm. not. I have too. That's true. But, the, I mean, these folks who have gone to Africa to fight this disease. Take on the war. They're, huge. they're fantastic. That's right. Uh, and, and some of them have come back with the disease. I know. And have had to deal with that whole situation. Yeah, I, th- I think that's a cool choice. I think it's a great choice. I mean, it beats – who else could they have chosen? Well, they had uh, – now, this person of the year thing – is not you know somebody is not necessarily a positive news story, no. but somebody who's affected the news the most during the year. Ooh! So they had Vladimir Putin on the oh, list, yeah. if I remember right. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember who else was on the list. Um, let's see. Yeah, Vladimir Putin, Roger Goodell from the NFL, the commissioner. Sure. Uh, Ferguson protesters. Yeah. Uh, they also had Taylor Swift. Oh well, yeah. On the list, you can't go wrong with Taylor and, Swift. And uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook. Wow. You know, you know what we need? What? We, we need a Gandhi. Yeah. We need a Gandhi. We, I think they could have had the Malala. Malala. Yeah. Malala. She yeah. just, you know what? She just picked up her reward today. She's amazing. Yeah. And she had, yeah. she had, there was more girls that were the like. The Peace Prize? Her. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Uh, well, okay. Ebola, that's a good, that's a good, I, I think it's a safe choice, right? It's safe. Uh, not just, not just safe. I think it's appropriate. Well, it is, but you know. There's, I mean, that was a big story this year. Yeah. It, it's been a hard year. I think people are tired. I think people are worn out. Oh, yes. So let's just go with the Ebola fighters. I like that. That's okay. cool. That's cool. So let's say you're driving down the street and you got 
sirens and light, oh, yeah. lights uh, ablaze behind you. Typical. Speed up. Typical. You speed up? You always speed up to check them. <laughs> Are they after you? Mm-hmm. So, okay. Well, you get pulled over. Okay. And then uh, the officer, you know, you're, you got to get your information out. Yeah. But the officer's talking you up a little bit. You got to put your drink he's, down and your fries exactly. down. Exactly. But he's trying to be nice. Yeah. So he says, you know, he's asking if you've got all your Christmas shopping done. <laughs> Maybe checking out what, you know, really? You haven't got it done? What, what do you still need to get? Uh, you tell him. I need. And he goes back to. A new to, television. Flat to, screen. Yeah. You think he's writing you a ticket. Next thing you know, he comes back. He's got the things that you asked for for a Christmas. A flat screen. I love this cop. Uh-huh. What city's doing that? This actually happened in Lowell, Michigan. How cool is that? The Lowell, that? Michigan Police Department. Were, were, they were doing this actually for a network called Up TV. Yeah. Uh, and they did this for about – they did it for 50 drivers. Did they really? Yeah. The, the, poli- uh, the, the, the news crew – I mean the – Television show put together mm-hmm. the money to do all of this exactly, and then some and cops ha- pulling you over. They would ha- they would ha- pull people over for some minor sort yeah. of traffic things, and they would they would actually talk to people Holy up and ask cow, them what's cool. And so they had the officer mic'd, and people in were you know in Ooh. a store. What if he got waiting a lippy? to hear? What if I don't he know. got lippy? <laughs> but they were waiting to hear what they needed, and they bought it, and they brought it to wherever they were. Yeah, in this little town. That's a cool idea. And the lady, one of the ladies, actually got out and hugged the officer. Okay, okay, okay. I, I've got it. This is how we fix Ferguson. Oh, all of the cops. Start pulling people over in in Ferguson, Missouri. <laughs> yeah, that'll okay. start. Yeah, it'll well. start a problem. But they ask him what they need, and then they just start giving him stuff. Hmm. And then we we all we all circle. We hold hands. We circle, just like at the end of the Grinch. Yep. And we sing that little Grinch song. And we, yeah, and we just rock back and forth, and everyone's good. And then we put cameras, body cameras, on mm-hmm. all the cops. <laughs> Don't you think that? That's a cool story where all of a sudden 50 people sat there and thought cops are cooler. Well, they handed out uh, over 30 presents. That's great. And it cost about $7,000 Yeah, for the I, presents. Had they stopped you, it would have been a lot yeah, more expensive. That's the thing. If somebody asks if what you want for Christmas or something, yeah. always go big. Always go flat. Always, yeah. 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 Or even like, well, man, I was I, hoping for a car this year. Yeah, I, was, I, was going to, I haven't gotten the 2015 Stingray yeah. Corvette yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Since my mom lost her legs, we've needed a car that <laughs> – they'll never investigate the story. But it's yeah. it's interesting that the I love these stories that come out this time of year. That's cool. Of, of all the goodwill that, that hits and, and I wish well, it would spread out through the rest of the year. Well, and that's – the deal you know what that's that's cool yeah and again it's you know it's again behind the scenes camera people but that's reality tv i would watch that's it that's it that's kind of what that's what we need to do with this show yeah will you go ask don if we have we have a budget to start pulling people over yeah we'll start using byu police (laughs) see how that goes (laughs) anyway just send any mail to Derek upstairs. <laughs> He'll take care of the bill. We're going to take a break, my friends. Uh, this is the Matt Townsend Show. Today, we are helping you re-engineer your holiday season, starting with schedules and budgets. When we come back, this is the Matt Townsend Show on BYU Radio. Do you want to build a snowman? Come on, let's go and play. I never see you anymore. Come out the door. 
it's like you've gone away. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. I would like to build a snowman. It's not happening in the 60-degree weather here in the Wasatch Valleys. That's just crazy. It's 60 degrees. Sorry. It's apparently a big storm. That's my fault. Did you cause the... You, you it's my it? fault, actually, because... You must have washed your car. No, I got a new snowblower. Yeah. Good job. So that's that's why. There's no snowman for us today, but here's the deal. As the season and this great holiday time of year comes around, there's a lot to do. There is a lot to do. You've got to go to all of the mandatory, you know, parties. You've got to smile. You've got to buy the presents, do everything you got to do, plus caroling, and now build a snowman because of some movie from Disney. <sighs> we need help. We've brought in the pros, though. Connie, Connie Sokol is here with us today, and she's actually on the phone with us. She's a mother of seven and the national uh, presenter, popular speaker, and also is um, you know a, an author, a blogger. She's written many books. Some of her books include Faithful, Fit, and Fabulous, 40 Days with the Savior, The Life is uh, Too Short Collection, Motherhood Matters, Create a Powerful Life Plan, and Caribbean Crossroads, just to name a few. The one we're talking about today, though, is um, an, an interesting book about simplify and savor the season. Connie Sokol, welcome, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks so much, Matt. It's great to have you. I am so glad to be here. You need to walk us through this thing because I get a little tense around (laughs) Christmas time. A little? Just a dad. Is that normal? (laughs) Yes. And don't you feel like, I feel it start coming on in September, especially when the stores start putting stuff out, you know, in September, right Right. alongside the back to school basics. And it it is one of those moments where... If you don't have a clear plan in mind or you don't have a a focus, you know what you're going to do, you know how you're going to approach it. I think, especially for women, we just feel this great weight because we know that we're the hub. Yeah, we're the ones that are going to, we're going to put on the Christmas show. And so I think that's where we can start feeling this sort of dry heaving feeling. Yeah, that that tightness in your throat. (laughs) It's a, I think it's a really big deal because again, it's easy to lose the reason for the season. But um, one of the things I want, I really wanted you to kind of walk us through is is how do we simplify how do we plan how do we not miss a gift i mean sure you know i don't want to just be re-gifting everything even though (laughs) unless it's a lamb's wool duster i would like (laughs) that's right exactly yeah that and i think that's the thing right there is walking that line between i find women struggle with either they feel really scattered or they feel really overplanned. So by the time the season actually is upon them, they're already exhausted. And yeah. and that it just takes all the fun out of it. And so there are some simple things we can do. There there really are that aren't overwhelming and it doesn't take a three inch book to read about how to feel happier about Good. the holidays. Okay. So I know I know number one I really feel like is to do what works best for your own rhythm. You know, some women start in October, November, some women like to do it two weeks before. It just start with your rhythm and what works and don't feel like you gotta look over at the neighbors and see what they're doing right. and how pretty their lights are. The the main first thing to start with though that I find helps is to focus on a feeling. And I think people kind of skip over this and it sounds kinda touchy feely, like, okay, okay, well yeah. give me a list. Does it come with a little planner, you know? <laughs> but how how can we focus on the feeling that you want for you and your family? Because every Christmas is different. And this is something I really wish that we women would would embrace, that it's not going to be a cookie-cutter Christmas. It's not going to be like the Christmas last year in the last 10 years. This is a different one. Maybe you've been sick for a month, or maybe, you know, a husband's um, 
you know, lost a job or maybe a child is, is um, somewhere out of the country or it's going to be a little different. And so we can embrace that and we can say, what's the feeling we want this year? Is yeah. it peaceful? Is it joyful? Is it exciting? Do we want to take a trip? Is it, wow, we want to lay low this year? We really want to focus on a religious aspect. What is the feeling? And I promise you that when you do that, something magical happens. It's just sort of like everything falls away because then suddenly you become intentional about yeah. what you choose to do for the season, and that's huge. I love that. I mean, if and then if any if everything else falls apart, you can still yeah. hit the feeling, right? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You can say, you know, we got three things going on. Bag it. We yeah. were focusing on peace this year, and I'm not feeling peaceful. So that's right. Let's just cut them out and watch a Christmas show in pajamas. And I'm I'm not. I love that. That has happened to us so often. My mom came to visit one year and. You know, the first day I had to make gingerbread houses, and we're going to go and visit this museum thing, and then we're going to come home and have a home-cooked meal, fajitas, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, you're exhausted before you start. And we walked in the door after a few things, and here I I put everything in the crock pot and then realized at 7 o'clock at night that the crock pot was not on. I hadn't turned it on. <laughs> and so I just said, okay, Pizza night. back out to the car. So we just went. Went out to dinner and bagged the gingerbread house. That's great. Had a ball, you know, and that's what it's about is what's the feeling. But I'm sure your children were distressed and incapable of functioning because they didn't have gingerbread houses. <laughs> you know, and this is the thing that nobody understands. They just, they don't get why mom is so upset all of a yeah. sudden. And all of a sudden there's the banging of the kitchen cabinet and everyone's like, yeah. you're clear, mom. You know, they don't know. And it's so good for women to realize Another thing, which is to embrace what comes. Just this is going to be. What are the funnies and the unexpected? The sequin cowboy hat that somebody <laughs> brings. That you know, whoever's supposed to bring the Christmas ham didn't, and you're just going to have you know, order Little Caesars, whatever. That's the thing because then the next year, that's what you're going to talk about. That's the funnies. That that's right. That's what makes it unique. That what's you know makes it sparkle instead of okay, now we're going to do this, and then now we're having the twelve days of Christmas, and now we're going to make a fruitcake. You you know it's getting bad. When you're like at a white elephant exchange and you're absolutely ticked because you got the funniest white elephant gift <laughs> and, and the, the other one got the book that you wanted. You wanted the Mitt Romney book, but instead exactly. you got oh, some I, pills I, or something. Oh, yeah. I have seen people seriously almost come to fisticuffs over detergent. That was early married days, and I, it got nasty. <laughs> They're fighting over this. You're like, you've, you've lost the spirit. You've lost the meaning of this season. What is the deal with you? It's a, it really is, I think, um, it's, it's a lot because you've got concerts, you've got performances, you've got presents, you've got – and then uh, uh, kind of the obligatory thing, like every employer feels obligated to then have to have a party. And half the people would just say, just write a check. Just give me an electric extra cash. We don't even need the party. Say, yeah, save everything. But so, so is it um, – I guess we – we have the power, and I guess you're saying it, if we get the spirit right of what we're looking for, then we can turn off some of these events or choose not to go to some of them. That's right, and not feel guilty. And I think one key thing there is the way that we, once we have committed to our family and ourselves, this is the kind of Christmas we're going to have. Then we have more confidence when we're talking with other people and being able to say no. So then comes the ability to say it kindly. You know, would love to, but not this year. And I think for women especially, if they can just say, not this year, but keep us in mind for next, it makes it go down with a little bit of sugar so that, you know, and then quick, bring him a fruitcake so that, you know, it's smooth, those yeah. things. But just being able to say, just not this year, because there's going to be, you know, heaven willing, 
52 more Christmases oh, yeah. to come, and it's okay. And, and I think what happens, at least what I see when I'm talking with women, I've been able to speak to women for many years, and what I hear from them is what happens is they feel obligated to people outside their family, and then they really don't relish the things that are happening within right. their family. So they've got to go to these office things or whatever parties, but then they go to the choir or the concert, and, and they're just like, top, top, we've got to hurry. Yeah. Oh, how long do we have to stay? Instead of the reverse, because this, this is a joyful thing. And, I mean, I've sat through my share, and tonight and tomorrow night are actually my kids, the last of their, their concerts. And I look forward to yeah. this every year. The squeaking violins, the <laughs> off-keeping. They're right. darling. That's right. But when it's really packed and, and we haven't consciously weaned, and I mean, cleared things out and, and just really gleaned it and said, this is what we're focusing on, then the things that matter most start to become an annoyance. Yeah. And when that happens, we can surely know, ah, uh, we're out of balance step back, and then here comes the kicker. We are going to disappoint someone. And for women especially, I think this is extremely hard. Uh But then recognizing we're going to disappoint someone. Someone during the Christmas season is going to be unhappy. Aunt Mabel, it doesn't matter. Uncle Larry, it doesn't matter. Someone's going to be disappointed. Let's just make sure it's the proper person at the proper time. Man, you know what's interesting? I'm okay with disappointing people. I know, because you're a man. Like, exactly. I don't know what it is. I must be, and I'm good at it. I seem to disappoint a lot of people. But but it really is. There's something about, that's that's in that's inherent in each of, you know, I guess not everyone. But if you've got that bug of not wanting to disappoint somebody, that might be part of the problem, huh? Exactly. And that's, I think, a big reason why we end up taking on making yeah. 32 little stockings for the class party and up until 2 in the morning. And then we're totally grinchy the next oh, day. Oh, yeah. To our family, and we don't have to. There is no gold sticker, from what I hear, on the next side for making those 32 little stockings. Nope. If, if we can't be joyful, don't do it. Simplify yeah. it. Delegate it. Do something else with it. But but really, again, back to that focusing on the feeling. And then if it's not, why isn't it? And what can we do about it? Love it. We're talking with Connie Sokol. You've got to go check out her website, Connie, S-O-K-O-L dot com. ConnieSokol.com, and we'll come back with more ideas. But Connie has got a freebie for us, and uh, when we come back, we'll have her describe that. But be going to her website, ConnieSokol.com. There's a good freebie for you listeners today. It's going to help you through this holiday season. More when we come back to uh, better manage your schedule during the holidays. Beat the holiday blues up next with Connie Sokol right here on The Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. There, There's no snow. So I've answered Burl's question. Sorry, Burl. No snow. Don't be stressed. It'll come. It'll come. Just give it a little time. Welcome back, my friends. We're, we're talking about uh, reengineering the holidays. Actually, I made that up. It's, I'm putting it, I'm, I'm starting to put that on bumper stickers. Reengineer the holidays or they will reengineer you. It's a long bumper sticker, but worth it. And so we've asked Connie Sokol to join us. She is she's the pro of this, my friends. She wrote the book on simplifying and savoring the season. And you can find it at, on her website, ConnieSokol.com, S-O-K-O-L.com. 
Connie, uh, she does it all. Mother of seven. She's a national presenter and speaker. She is a blogger. If you just go look up Connie Sokol uh, and and the and KSL, she blogs on under um, the title of Motherhood Matters under that section. She's just she's doing it all. She's on TV. She's on radio. And today she's on the Matt Townsend show. Connie, welcome back to the show. Thank you. You're cracking me up over here. We love having you on because you you need to make sense of this thing because <laughs> a lot of us are like not not real loving this season. We it stresses us out and it might just stress us out because it stresses our spouses out. <laughs> you know, that's a great point. But you know, it it is a real thing. Like this isn't a made up thing because you're taking your regular schedule, especially for a mom. Yeah. She's got three, four, five kids and all the extracurricular, the baseball, the, the, the well, not baseball in this season, but you know what I'm saying? Right. All the extracurricular piano and all that stuff after school. And then you add on all of these things, activities, expectations, and then family members coming into town. And like you said, with the husband, he can walk into him and go, hey, buddy, how you doing? And yep. he's already knowing what all the emotional states are of everybody in the room. And she is negotiating them so yeah. that there's no war. And there's so there's this emotional and functional and all of these things that are sort of on the mom. And I think that's why it tends to become the mom's show. And then the husbands can feel the stress has increased for their wife and sure. probably don't know exactly how to help and maybe, you know, do something that they think is kind to help. And then it turns out being not a helpful thing. <laughs> so, you know, that I think there's just so it really is a real thing. So I first, it really is important for women, especially to acknowledge this is a stressful time. And so what can we do then, you know, yep. to decrease the stress and actively plan that in rather than just say, well, at one in the morning, when I get two minutes, I'm going to really relax and let down. Well, if you could just say no to a few things, like you were saying earlier, and make sure we get the emotion and the feeling we want, if the feeling became, you know, the the barometer for what we're going to say yes and no to, we would probably be able to get rid of a lot of stuff. I agree. I agree. And it becomes, once that becomes the driver, it gets so much easier to, to simplify. And that's, when I was writing Simplify and Tabor, this is what it kind of came from was I, I got so tired of just feeling just pulled in so many directions, like a little stretchy doll. Yeah. And I thought, wait a second, who's in charge here? It's, it's me. Moms are the moms, and we can say no. And so why is it that I'm not? And that's where I had to sit down and look at what was most important to our family. So we did this fun activity you can do with your family if you want, or just your husband or significant other. But you sit down and you just do two brainstorms of just two lists. One is the untouchables and one is the enjoyables. Mm. And you say, eat this Christmas out of all the 622 traditions that we have between us and all of our families. What are the key five to seven untouchables? We have to do a new New Year's Eve pinata. We have to do the handmade ornaments that, you know, Aunt Martha always wants us to make every year. Whatever it is. Right. You say, this is untouchable. And then the next column is the enjoyables. And five to seven enjoyables. You're not going to do all five to seven, but you're going to choose from those five to seven using that feeling focus that you thought about earlier. Is it like this year we talked with our family, we did, the kids chose service peace, and joy. Mm. And so the things that we chose for those activities fall somewhere under those feelings. And so now when we look at our untouchables and our enjoyables, you know, the enjoyables are more things like the Festival of Lights. It's our corny little city, you know, yeah. light show thing. And we love it. It's super corny, but it's great. And so that's our enjoyable. We're going to go do that. If we don't do it, it's not going to be the end of the world, but that's what we're going to put our time to. So again, kind of looking at that driver and saying, okay, what is it that we're really going to focus on? Then let's 
and that helps with the, yeah. the simplifying. Well, and you're narrowing it down, and you're making it intentional. And I mean, it seems like to me, if you would get your top untouchables and top enjoyables, and let's say we could only do 80% of them, it's yes. still going to be considerably less than you would do otherwise and what you'd feel obligated Absolutely. to do. Absolutely. But I will tell you, we have practiced this for a few years, and last year it went so well, and that's with seven kids, okay? Yeah. And this year, that when it hit late September, I think it was, and something triggered that. I'm sure it was at a store. And I thought, oh, the Christmas, oh, yeah, the season's coming, Christmas. And that <laughs> feeling, that immediate feeling, I was like, oh, and then I stopped and went, oh, yeah, I know. That's what we did last year. And that was that untouchable, enjoyable, and it went so good that I still had that feeling come back to me of that was so fun. There you go. So th- this really does work. Well, yeah, and then... I mean, really, we can't have 500 traditions that right. all mean the same. So if you had to prioritize them, let's just get the 10 that matter. And then maybe what's enough. interesting, too, that you were bringing up is it might change as we grow older and have kids. Exactly. We might make up you know, new traditions. Well, exactly. Like this year, I was in a store, and they had on clearance. I won't say the store name, so I don't embarrass them, but they had on clearance for a good reason. This holiday stocking boot, it was the most heinous, tacky thing. <laughs> and it really was this red, tinsel thing. I mean, it's this big Santa boot. It was just sitting by itself, a boot. And I thought, oh, my gosh, there's a new tradition. We go. will fill it with fun stuff and put it secretly on someone's doorstep, and then we'll say, pay it forward, fill it, and give it to somebody else. Pass and the boot. now a new tradition, the Christmas boot. I that's mean, cool. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So then we knock out something else, and that's okay. And I so love that. stuck, but, you know, we're going with it. And when we narrowed it down, there's, there's that space, that creative, inspirational space where something new has room to come in, and that's what brings the sparkle. Mm. I mean, to me, think of that. How cool is that idea that you can create a new one, a new tradition, but you'd have to let go of the old one because eventually you're going to die. You're going to have you're going to have all of these traditions implode if you can't get rid of some in order to create new. That's cool. Exactly. Love well, it. and women, I think, have a hard time. They hold on to some of these things like grim death, like someone's <laughs> going to come around and knock at their door, the tradition right. police, and just say, you know, your mother knows what you're doing. <laughs> but another suggestion for for helping that that I have found that works for me and for a lot of other women is to do a little formula that I talk about in the book called AID, and it's A D E, and it's it's if you just seriously cannot get rid of those traditions, then it's simplifying them. So you don't feel like you have to let it completely mm. go, but you can do something different. So the ADE stands for abbreviate, which is like simplify, D for delegate, and E for eliminate. So back to the gingerbread houses, you know, it really was a nightmare for me because we get these big houses and everybody wanted their own. And then the icing, I don't for me, it never <laughs> sticks. It just sticks to everything but the, the house. Yeah. Silly house. And it never looks like it is on the, bo- the box. So the kids get all upset. How come my cinnamon hot won't stay on? And so I just said, either we're not doing this or we're going to find a better way. And then one year I found this box that had five mini gingerbread houses in the box. And I was like, Shazam. So I brought that home. Everybody had a mini one. Start to finish, laughter in between, one hour, including cleanup. And then we put it as a little vignette because it was taking up my counter space before with these big houses. So now it's just this happy thought. Instead of it being, you know, a frustration. So that's I love that. the abbreviate thing. And well, so and by the way, the abbreviate, it seems like um, if I know what my feeling's going to be, that would help me also abbreviate. We don't need to, we can do the tradition. We just don't need to make it four hours. It could yes. just be a half hour. Exactly. 
Exactly. Because the feeling's like gone after a half hour. <laughs> and, and take it in chewable chunks. I know yeah. when we were decorating this year, usually, well, my daughters and I like to put out all the decorations, and then we all decorate the tree. And this year, we did the decorations. It got to lunchtime because the kids were off school. And we got to lunchtime, and we we're like, I'm done. Okay. I'm tired. And then <laughs> two days later, we all did the treat. Yeah. You know, was, was that shocking? Was it terrible? No. That's, it's being paced. That's it's great. being able to say, it's, it's okay for us to break this up into chewable chunks. Yeah. You can also delegate, I guess, too, and hand off some of the traditions to the older kids. Let them lead oh, it. Let them manage it. Yes. And it's so early. It said, if you're for your five-year-old, if they can read, they can do laundry. And so listen to what mm. they can do. They can decorate. Maybe it's just up to four feet, but they can decorate the tree. They yeah. can hang the things. They can do stuff. I know one year I finally got wise, and this was back when I did a newsletter, but I typed up the content that I had my teenage kids help me with the whole merging thing at that time, and then stuffing in the envelopes, and then we'd have them stamp it, and then everybody was involved. And mm. then when we'd go and take them to the neighbors, we all climbed on the four-wheeler, freezing our tails off, and went up and down the neighborhood, and we all did it together. Delegating is absolute gold for a mom in a family. And that's if we can let go of the perfect expectation. Yeah, the outcome. It doesn't, yeah, exactly. Yes, because otherwise then it's just stress and they feel hovered over. But like this year, one of our sons is out of the country. And so I thought, okay, let's do the Stuckers Christmas box. And then we'll write a cute little note on each of the things. And I'll wrap all the presents. (laughs) And finally, ding, I went, what the heck? I'm going to be taking two Tylenol before I'm five minutes into this. Did it for a family night. Oh, that's great. You know what, Connie? Your husband, he must just get to sit back (laughs) and just watch you go. How cool is that? (laughs) You're just exhausted and he's watching the game. He he just winds me up at the back. Keeps turning that little thing, the Energizer Bunny, and says, "Go, baby, go!" But it's awesome, and I'm sure you're getting him involved one way or another. But that's how... what I was just going to say. He's what? in there rapping with the best of them. That's cool. So... Yeah, I mean that's good. Otherwise, I'm just thinking he's just really smart, <laughs> taking advantage I mean, of this you. This is great. You are doing so good. You are such. You're, you are making such a great holiday. Good job, babe. Keep going. Here's my checkbook. Um, That's right. Talk about we've got to we've got to go in a minute, but talk about these deals you've got. You've got some really cool opportunities for people to go get deals on some books of yours, but also some yeah. freebies. Absolutely. Well, our whole theme at Back to Basics is bless and bloom, give and grow. We really feel strongly about let's go out, let's give and bless, and then while you do that, let's help you bloom and grow too. And so, what we're doing is doing our three for twenty five um, book sets. So three of Simplify and Savor the Season or three of 40 Days with the Savior. 40 Days with the Savior is a daily devotional book on character traits of the Savior. And oh, it's cool. from the view of a woman, wife, and mother. And I wrote that a few years ago. And so, and partial proceeds go to our um, our different charities, one of them being Utah Food Bank. We love to be able to do yeah. that, again, donating. But what we do today is if you order any of those sets, either Simplify or 40 Days, the three for 25, you get a free book of that set. Oh, and neat a free planner. So the Simplify and Saver book comes with a companion planner booklet, just a little kind of gift booklet size you can tuck in your purse. It has meals and helper planning and gift planning. It has your untouchables and enjoyables. It has everything in one spot. I love it. That's awesome. So you get one free of those and a free 45-minute download of Becoming a Christ-Centered Woman with the purchase. So all of this is free just for the BYU listeners. That's great. So they just just go to ConnieSokol.com. 
That's right. Go click on the three for 25. Choose yeah, it's right one. there, it right at the top. Automatically, you will automatically get one free book with that set and the download. Automatically. Oh. You don't have to do anything different. It's good stuff. Connie, we so appreciate you. I think you've probably saved a lot of lives. <laughs> I really do. I know. I know. I'm. I've, you've saved my life because now I won't. My wife won't go crazy and hurt me. Exactly. <sighs> Thanks, Connie. You're the best. Thank happy you holidays so much for to you. Me on. You too. Merry Christmas. We so appreciate you uh, with that insight. We're going to take a break. Come back. Continue the discussion about uh, your holidays, re-engineering, and maybe making them a little happier, a little healthier. Hopefully, you'll even be able to feel joy, joy to the world. That's the show today. Joy to the world. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back. More ideas, more tools to help you uh, magnify your holiday season right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back to the Matt Townsend Show, everybody. That's the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. They've gone all the way across Siberia for that. That is amazing. That's some energy. See, that's the energy we need at this type of season, right? This time of the season. How do you get excited about the holidays if you're not feeling it? If you're not feeling it. Like, I'm one. I don't know what it is. I like, I, as a kid, I loved the holiday season. We talked about how I made my mom a shiv with a popsicle stick. <laughs> but I don't feel the vibe. So we've asked Merritt. Uh, Merritt Meekham's here to help us. She's going to help us one way or another. She's going to teach us how to get the spirit back. Yeah, hopefully so. Hopefully that way I can help myself as well. Because, yeah, you're saying you're feeling a yeah, little Yeah, and scroogey. I am totally – no, I'm like the person who makes cookies for everybody I know. Yeah, I haven't seen a cookie yet like, from you. I know, right? Like See, this, this is the problem. I haven't even gotten that far. So I've only made cookies for one person. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I need to get moving you, and get when do you the, think you'll, the spirit. When do you think you'll be back in that? Because that, that would be good to work on soon. <laughs> Maybe this weekend. Maybe I'll like – dive in well but we're not together on the weekend well what about i'll make stuff sunday night okay, and there, then you there you go monday there you go. we'll have i mean some, i don't want it's not just for us some stuff appear i'm worried for james <laughs> he looks he looks malnourished okay so we're gonna just jump right in, jump to in. This. Teach so us. how to get into the holiday spirit no matter yeah. what holiday you celebrate or even if this is just a time where you enjoy a good break yeah how do you get into that mode when you can relax and be happy about it mm. so my first thing um this comes from health store saginaw in uh michigan mm-hmm. and i really just stumbled on this but they um suggest making a holiday contract with whoever you will be spending the holidays oh. with oh, that's and cool. their examples it says we are the we the understand Agree to have a rewarding, meaningful holiday. Wow. Prepare your holiday schedule as a family with no surprises. This is a legal contract. Yeah. We agree to take care of ourselves by getting plenty of rest, exercise, and fun. We pledge not to feel guilty if we do things differently than others. Yes. We pledge not to panic at the last minute and rush out to do more unless we want to. I like this. And the last one is we also understand that the real meaning of holidays is sharing. And so that was just an example that they have, but you could like cater that. Yeah. 
to whatever and, you and would then like you get your holidays to, sign to be. It, like you Connie was saying, it. yeah, like right. Connie was saying, you decide what you want the holidays to be, That's and you cool. commit to it. So I thought that was really fun. What happens? Is there is there some clause for how we collect if they? <laughs> I feel like there should be. I'm I'm all into that. Yeah. I'm all into the you okay, know, accountability. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, good. but I thought that was really fun That's because really then cool. when you're stressing out, you can go, wait the contract. Yeah, take a well, step back. Tell me how cool that your kids would say, "Mom, you're breaking the contract." Yeah, it'd be kind of fun. That's a little well, exercise. Well, it's fun until you're mad about it. Yeah, so That's, good. That's pretty fun. Um, another thing that I thought was a good idea is to pace your holiday shopping. I think we all <laughs> yeah. kind of have this idea. We're like, okay, this and Saturday, I'm going to go and I'm going to be there from like nine to nine. Ugh. and We're going to get it all done. Right. But that's kind of ridiculous. Why would you want to do that? Because a lot of the fun of holiday shopping is just enjoying the atmosphere wherever you're going. The malls are usually yeah. decorated really pretty and there's usually musicians around and yeah. all sorts of fun stuff that you can do. So when I shop, and this might just be me, but when I shop, I go until I stop enjoying it. Yes. And – for me, that's actually usually only about an hour. So some, some that might not be realistic for everybody. Right. But I try to cut it short before I start feeling better yeah. about it. And that way, then, you know, the next day or the next week, I can go again, enjoy it. And Pace while yourself. I'm enjoying it, I'm usually more effective. That's right. Yeah. So I don't well, get all worried. You'll, and, and you'll have the spirit. You won't be all angry, hating this, exactly. wondering why you're even buying a present for uh-huh. this person. The, the second tip um, is to... Sing holiday music or listen to holiday mm. music. And that seems kind of obvious, but I think that um, a lot of us get annoyed with other people's choices in holiday music. Yeah. yeah so yeah. find what you like. That's I mean, right. you can go on Pandora or Spotify or something and just create the music that you like to listen to. So maybe you don't like all the poppy stuff. Make a That's jazz good. playlist. Make a classical playlist. And you can just hone in on to whatever you like and only enjoy that. And you just soak of, it you know, up. Shut it out. Yeah. That's cool. Um, another tip is to... Don't even try parking near the front of the mall, which I thought was a really funny. Oh, by the way, these come from a Huffington Post article. Okay. And I'm trying to find the author's name. Um, yeah, it's on Huffington Post if you want to find it. Um, and it's Don't even just, try, it says, because yeah. trying, I guess, is going to also frustrate you. Yeah, but I like that because basically don't try to do anything futile. That you, you know, know won't you work. Know, right? You know it won't work. You right. know you weren't, are not going to find a spot towards the front of the mall. Or you know you're not going to make that one crabby neighbor happy. That's right. You know, go give it anyway, but don't blame yourself when she's not happy. Or don't try to do your wrapping so that it looks like it came from this fancy department store. Don't even try. If you know it's not going to happen. Oh, I like that. Let it go. Just Just, release it. Yeah, let it go. There you go. I was waiting for it. So was I. That was good. But see, you know what's cool about that? It's all expectation, right? So I'm not going to get... A place close to the building, yeah. so I'm going to have to. Walk I'm going to walk it in, and I'm going to maybe take enjoy, a bite. You know, the brisk air or hear the warm air. Yeah, that's, that's right. Un- the unseasonably yeah. warm air. <laughs> um, another tip is to gather gather your holiday movies, gather your um, that you loved to watch when you were a kid. And I think oh, yeah. basically the bigger idea under this is to don't be afraid of being sentimental and nostalgic. This is like the one time of the year where you can totally yeah. just dive into all of that. And, and you might have a little time and to love do it. it you yeah. know, kick back. And it's not it's not yeah. shameful. Everybody's no. doing it. Just enjoy it. And even if you're not really a sentimental person, this is kind of a fun time to get in touch yeah. with that part of yourself. I love that. And, and get just, that those old feelings yeah, just back. Just enjoy it. Get to those feelings that you had when you were a kid and you were excited for mm-hmm. you know, excited for the holidays. Um get involved with the community. Um, go to community events. Find out when your local high school is performing. Yeah. I mean, 
you might not want to go to any performance at your high school, but yeah. usually, like, you you know, high school choirs usually one, do a right. really good job. Right. So you can go and just enjoy that, support your community, and also find ways that you can serve other people. Um, this time of year, uh, lots of people are looking for um, people to wrap gifts. That's something that I've done a lot of years is you go to a local child charity and they have all of these to- toys that people have donated, but they don't have anybody to wrap and them. So you go wrap, and so you just go do That's it with cool. a bunch of friends. Talk. It's kind of a mindless activity, yeah. and and you're giving of and yourself. And you're giving of yourself. And which again, I the feel spirit like will that come. Is a, that's an awesome way. Um, you got to lose yourself somewhere here. I know exactly. Just to stop. Yeah. Stop overthinking yeah. it. Basically, you can um, spend a night with only your Christmas lights on. If oh, that's you, cool. You know, if you do that. That's one of my favorite things growing up. We always celebrated Christmas and we – I love to turn just everything off and I still do it whenever I go home and visit my parents and um, younger kids, siblings. Do your parents like think, hey, come here? No, we all do it. We go – we sit in the living room and read. Yeah. Oh, that's neat. And just by the light of the Christmas trees and it is so relaxing, that kind of soft diffused yeah. light and it's, it's fun and it's something that's that you cool. don't do any other time of the year. So it's very enjoyable. Um, the other th- another thing is to participate in other cultures and traditions. Find out what other people are oh, doing. Yeah. If you, um, you know, if you have Jewish friends, go find out what they're doing for Hanukkah. If you um, have friends who celebrate Christmas traditions from other countries, go ask them. Just ask them to explain it a little to you, yeah. and to tell you them why they enjoy this type of yeah. this time of the season, and what kinds of things they look forward to. And you can just kind of feed off of each other yeah. and get into what people. What is unique to every family about the holiday? Because I always think that's something that's super interesting. Well, I've never thought of turning people. off my lights and reading, but like that's a yeah, cool but that's something idea. that I no, do but, but every you year. Share so that. you so share that. Everybody has something. Yeah, you just you toss around those ideas. We used to have a neighbor that would bring over food from. She was from I think the Philippines. Mm-hmm. I was young. But she'd bring over this plate of food from the Philippines, and we'd try it. And every yeah, see, it was this it was this really cool cultural experience every year. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So it's a lot of fun. That's good. And my last advice is to say thank you. Don't forget. I think this is a time of year we should be the most grateful, and yet it's a time of year we're usually not because we're yeah. usually busy with other things. And so, not only say thank you to the people who really matter, say thank you to the people that you just have barely any interaction with. If you, you know, if you're going to Starbucks, like just honestly say thank you to that thank girl who you gives you your coffee every yeah, morning. That's right. And tell her thank you for smiling every day. And, you know, go tell the people who do your dry cleaning, say thank you. And it's just such... to kind of keep that in yeah. mind the whole time and say thank you to everybody you interact with. And I feel like that probably is the best way oh, yeah. to get into that giving, then you'll actually, happy yeah. How can you, move. how can you feel the spirit if you're not thankful? Exactly. Then you're just Scrooge. See, so that just just talking about that merit changed me. Oh, that's great. Just well. it changed me. By the way, uh, the the site, the name of the article is the ten unconventional what? Ten unconventional ways to get into the holiday spirit from thank Huffington you. Post. Yeah. Thank you for helping me out. James, look that up for us. Awesome. Thank you, James. Sincerely, thank you, Merit. Thanks for letting me talk at you for a little while. That was incredible. I learned a lot, and I actually am excited. And speaking of talking at you, Meg Conley's next. Meg Conley's up. She's. She, we're going to just call her at her home and find out what Meg is doing to get ready for the holiday season. It's just going to be a short little interview. I'm pretty sure her children will be screaming. Someone will be throwing something. Meg Conley up next right here on the Matt Townsend Show again, celebrating the holidays, getting you prepared 
engineering a better holiday season for you. This is the Matt Townsend Show right here on BYU Radio. It's my Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, the second hour of our show today. Today, we've been talking about the holiday season. Tis the season. And uh, and yet, it's really kind of exhausting, if you let it. But we've been learning from Connie Sokol and some others that we don't have to let the season, you know, determine everything. We can maybe manage our time, our budgets a little bit better. We can make the decisions we are working and making. And here's a little thing I wanted to talk about during this coaching section is keeping love alive during the holidays. One of the first relationships I've noticed that goes is the relationship with your significant other. All of a sudden, it's it's hard. We don't have as much time as we maybe should for each other. We've got so many different directions that we're heading. And so we've got to keep the love alive. I especially wanted to focus on this with James. Uh, oh, James, our cute little the man that we've raised since a, since a pup. James, I want you to focus on your relationship with Monica. Okay. I don't want it to go sideways during the season. Yeah, me neither. Especially since I was actually planning on going home to Kansas for the for the Christmas season. Really? But I'm not anymore. So yes. oh, I'm so going to be in town. That's there's, a big difference. There's yeah. no place like home. Yeah, I guess. You're <laughs> staying here. Yep. But the advantage of that is that I'm going to be a lot closer to Monica Malala uh, yeah. during the Christmas season. So. so her name is Monica Malala. Mildred. Mildred. Mildred's never taken. Malkovich. Malkovich was close, I'm pretty sure. So um, here are the rules, James, and you've got to remember this. And Sean, you too. And everybody out Why there. Why do I have to around, remember it? Your wife calls me three times a day. And yeah, she's like, keep, keep talking that way. He needs to learn that. Uh-huh. It's weird. Here's the first rule. You need to ask Santa for a stronger relationship this holiday season. You need to ask for it. Just like Merritt was talking about, you need to go make a contract that we're going to have a healthy holiday season. So i got to make a contract with Santa? If I were you, you need to go sit on Santa's lap, uh-huh. and you need to ask Santa for a better relationship with your significant other this season. Hmm. Okay. And, and Is that going to come underneath the tree? Doubt it. That's what I thought. <laughs> So you're going to talk to your partner about creating a better relationship. You're going to make it overt and intentional. You're going to say, I really this season want to make our relationship work better. And I know it's not you that has to fix our relationship. Of course not. I know I'm part of it. I know I'm a very, very small part of it. Don't say that. See, I was trying to help you. Don't say that. Oh, this is what we shouldn't this say. Is, no, that's, don't say that. You should say, we need to work on our relationship, and I want us to work on it together, and this is a great time of year to do it because there's a lot of opportunities. So sit on your significant other's uh, knee. No, I would sit on Santa's con- knee. And have this conversation with And them. have your significant other on Santa's other knee. Okay. And I'm sorry, face Santa- each other eye to eye and then say... Santa, we want a better relationship for Christmas. Santa doesn't I, get paid I try enough. and sit on Santa's lap. He just sits there and goes, whoa, 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 whoa there, big whoa. fellow. 
<laughs> Santa just got a new hip. <laughs> You're going to have to stand, my little yeah. friend. <laughs> That's so sad. Santa's got bad hips, folks. Careful. <laughs> Don't break him. So we're going to we're going to talk to Santa. But I want an overt commitment to each other. That let's work on it. Then what we're going to do is we're going to take a lesson from Christmas past. Right? So you're going to go from the past, the present, and the future. Oh, so we're going to do the Christmas carol thing. So you kind of minus all the ghosts. Okay, good. Unless Thank you need goodness. them. But what you're going to do is you're going to talk to your spouse about the best memories you had from when you were growing up. Now, okay, but in James's case here, yeah. Well, first of all, he doesn't have a spouse. He would talk to M- Monica. But memories, they and don't he, have memories together no, they of talk, Christmas. No, no, he would just talk about when he was Home growing memory. up. Okay. Here are okay. my favorite memories. Okay. I actually saw Santa Claus's the hoof prints on my roof. Oh, I remember And I saw that. sled prints mm-hmm. from Santa. I remember that. That's how I know he's real. I saw it. And then I don't know how he got in my house because at that time we didn't have a fireplace. Magic. Magic. My parents always left a key under the doormat. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're going to sit and talk about the good memories of past. Both of you try to understand when they felt good about holiday. What was it? What was the best part? Because all of that can become part of today. Then you can go to your past Christmas together if you had one. So James hasn't had a past Christmas with um, Mikulovich, and um, he had, doesn't have one. So you wouldn't be able to do that one. You'd skip that one. But, Sean, we've, we've had many past Christmases with our spouses. Yes, we have. And we want to talk about those and talk about what was really good. What were the best holidays ever? What made them so great? I've tried so much to forget about those. <laughs> and talk about the best presents you've ever received and what the best memories were. Yeah. And share. And it's just to kind of create a good feeling. That's the past. Then we're going to talk about present and start talking about all the things that work in the marriage that we want to keep happening mm-hmm. during this season. Because there's certain things that will be messed up during the season. This can be my gift to my wife. It would, she would love it. And then you owe and me. it wouldn't cost me a thing. It would cost – it's going to cost you a lot. <laughs> you'll see. Then we talk about everything that's good, everything that's working because you don't want to – like let's say that your date nights work really well. But mm-hmm. now that it's the season and the holiday season, you won't have time for date nights. But we're going to say date nights work, so let's not stop them during the season. Right. And we'll just go out to lunch and do more things when we're going shopping together. Then you need to think about Christmas future. So if Santa Claus came and dropped some really powerful powder on you that was from the hoofs of reindeer, special hoof powder. I'm sorry. And it, and it made your Christmas, your marriage a perfect 10. Did you smuggle this hoof powder? No, it's from the North Pole. They sell it. It's, a, it's like, yeah, it's, it's sold in a lot of airports. And your marriage was a perfect 10. What would, what would it look like if, your mar- if Santa brought you the perfect 10 marriage? What would be different? What would you be doing differently? Don't tell me what your partner would do differently. Just make a list of what you'd be doing differently. And just have these conversations. And just say Dr. Matt said to do that. So I'm doing that. Then here's another rule. Be sensitive to how your holiday extremes impact others. Some people, let's just be honest, are messed up. Oh, yeah. And they have weird – I know somebody. I'm not naming names. But I saw on Instagram that they put up eight Christmas trees in their home. I I don't see anything wrong with that. If you enjoy Christmas that much – there's nothing I think it's a lot of work. It. But if you're married to the woman that's putting up eight Christmas trees. Well, how, were they all full size? Yeah. Oh, geez. With lights and everything. Well, you can, yeah, but you can get pre-lit Christmas trees nowadays. Well, so that makes no, it a lot I, easier. Well, yeah, maybe. But 
it's still if that's your partner, you might be thinking, well, that's great, you can do that, but mm-hmm. don't involve me. Yeah, <laughs> like I'll do one. But the, but you know, if you have the right partner, you can do that. You can totally. you can say, okay, that Absolutely. is that is your that's Christmas right. thing. That's fine. That's and, right, and I have no problem with that. And if your if your celebration of Christmas is really just being left alone and mm-hmm. not going to any parties, you need to watch that extreme. We all have extremes. Yes. So we need to make sure that your extremes aren't impacting your partner. So if you're whether if, you're an extreme <clears throat> extreme Scrooge or right. an extreme Santa Claus. So everyone's going to be sensitive, we're all going to try to be more malleable, more open to learning, more open to changing, more open to everything. Next, work to make the holiday a shared holiday, not just a holiday that our spouse does. We are going to try to get more involved. Talk about the lists, check the lists, check them twice. Go find out who's naughty or nice. I've heard that somewhere. But we're going to get on the same page. And I want to know what my wife is thinking we should get instead of her just surprising me. And I want to be a part of that. And let me go just bolt out and let me go shop my way. I like the surprise. <clears throat> you give me the list and let me go buy some things. Mm-hmm. And let's go buy some together and then let's make that a date night. So we're going to work together to make it a shared holiday. And last but not least, leave some clues through the season that you actually care for each other. If my wife is a toucher, I should touch more. And I don't have to touch and it doesn't have to go anywhere. It could just be me holding her hand at the mall. Mm -hmm. It could be me rubbing her shoulders because she's sore just standing in line at the mall or wherever. If if you have a partner that likes to see things like Christmas trees and tinsel, then be a part of setting up everything. Leave lots of clues and then that you love each other and then be looking for the clues and signs that your partner loves you. And start making a list and then tell your partner, I saw three things today that you did that told me you loved me. Boom, 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 and share those. And I promise if you do, you might actually stay in love. You might actually stay in love, which could be the greatest present of all time, especially for your kids. Uh, That's it, my friends. See, it's that simple. Keeping love alive during the holidays. James, did you learn anything? Yeah, I did. It's great. Yeah. That's fantastic because now you and McClellan, you'll be able to have a happy holiday. Yeah. First Christmas together. This is big, dude. Yeah. This is usually where you give a ring. Maybe. We'll see. I'm not saying anything, McConkey, <laughs> but it could happen. We'll take a break, my friends. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about budgeting, how to make sure you stay within the budget this holiday season. Don't get sold a bill of goods you're not looking for. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show, the old Band-Aid song. That is great. Feed the world. And, uh, you know, our next guest can help you do that because if you don't take care of your finances during Christmas, you're going to need the world to feed you. That's the segue, my friends. Holiday budgeting. That's what we wanted to talk to our next guest about. You know, it's easy to get caught up. It's easy to go get the credit card because you also get a sweatshirt. When you sign up for the credit card, but maybe it's better to forego uh, and maybe create a budget. So we decided to go to the pros at Michigan State University 
And there is Jennifer Ortquist. She uh, uh, is an extension educator at Michigan State University for financial and home ownership education. She's been with the with Michigan State for nine and a half years. Holds a master's degree in family relations and child development from Oklahoma State University. In addition, she holds a financial capability certification. She's also a certified family life educator, and uh, she is she's she's going to teach us today how to manage during this crazy season, how to manage our finances. Jennifer, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Well, thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's great to have you. And honestly, as I think about it, we're all chipper and happy during the season, and then all of the sudden, come January, and they always come early. These people don't miss it. All the bills for all of this start to come in. Absolutely. That that delayed um, bill sometimes can lead to havoc, for sure. What should we be doing to not overspend? I mean, it's so easy to do it. What First of all, what makes it so easy? And then what should we be watching out for? Well, I think um, particularly around the holiday season, as you said, there are a couple things that can really contribute. One is that excitement in the air, that hustle-bustle. People get caught up in that holiday spirit, and it can lead to temptation of overspending. And some of that might be high expectations we either have for our own holiday or we might feel from others. Also, too, I hate to even say it, but procrastination. Oh, so true. (laughs) Oftentimes when we wait last minute, we're much more limited to what we have as far as shopping options go. You might miss great deals. You might miss great sales. Yeah. So then you're you're really limited. If you have 10 people you want to buy for, you're you're scrambling to just make the purchase. Well, and you almost have this (laughs) – it's like blood money or something. You're you're just (laughs) – you're guilty and you kind of think maybe I'll buy something nicer. Right. Because I've neglected her this entire season. And and again, I think you nailed it on the head, that expectation. Do you want to wrong or right? Are you hoping to gain favor with someone? Sometimes those expectations can filter into our spending for sure. Yeah. But I think – oh, sorry. Oh, no, please go ahead. I was going to say I really do think, though, one of the biggest issues is spending without direction, and that's a fancy way of spending without a budget. Oh, but if see, you uh, across if, country without a map yeah, or GPS. That's right. You're going to end up in Canada. Yeah. It's hard to stay on track. So having some, some structure to our spending um, can reduce that, that possibility of overspending. But it seems like, and this is where I'm in trouble, Jennifer, if I haven't already budgeted for right, this month— right. Right. I'm kind of behind the eight ball. And unfortunately, there is definitely truth to that. When I wrote my article, it's not too late for a holiday budget. I did want folks to be inspired that you still can make some changes this month. But I do think you make an excellent point. When we look at goal setting or setting financial goals, typically goals that um, are short term are six months or less Hmm. or medium term goals are 12 months or less. And really what would dictate how soon you should start saving for Christmas or whatever holiday is how much do you want to spend? Because that's going to dictate the time frame that you need to set aside that little bit each month. But see, then we wouldn't get the free T-shirt with the free credit card. <laughs> well, that's a whole other story. But isn't that funny? Like they, We're like, oh, well, if I'm going to get a T-shirt and then I, I have a $1,000 on this card, I guess I could just buy the presents now. <laughs> There are lots of incentives, and that is true, and temptations and, and lots of you know, email blasts and things. Um, we're, we're bombarded with, you know, quite frankly, with a lot of different information. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to sift through that. Well, and some of us have never budgeted. Can you, can you just walk us through 
a very basic idea of a budget. What should I be doing right now? I mean, how would we go through this? Absolutely. Really, it is quite frankly a simple equation. The purpose of a budget really is to, on a monthly basis, compare your income from all sources, and that does include assistance, with your expenses. And that's going to bring you a couple different um, points of information. You're going to want to see, does my income and saving, because we are really encouraged to save 10% of each paycheck, do those two things combined equal our income? And if they don't, that tells us a few things. One, we might need to decrease our spending, increase our income, or both. Hmm. And I think where folks really get, get caught up is that, that saving piece. Yeah. Um, a lot of folks aren't saving on a regular basis. Well, and then I just think there's the stress, right? Because right. you're making right. up for everything, and then you're one sickness away from really being in trouble. And, you know, even even with being in the month we are where, where spending is going rampant, um, looking at sort of your, you know, some questions a person could ask, is this purchase a need or a want? And needs are pretty simple. They're food, clothing, shelter, um, heat, or is it something extra? Sometimes that can help slow down the spending if you don't get a chance to do a budget within the next two weeks. Yeah. But other things a person could ask themselves, too, um, am I spending more than I earn on a regular basis? If I don't revise this list or, or, or make a different decision with this purchase, what, what's the consequences? And you, you made a good point about those bills that will find us next month. Are, are we going to max out our credit cards if we, if we make these purchases? And if we are, how do we feel about it? Mm. And then that leaves some room for other choices. Can you scale back on your list? Can you be more creative? Can you do something different? And it seems like you ought to know some of this before you hit the mall. Because <laughs> right? then you're going to get there and then you're going to put a pretzel in your mouth. And the next thing you know, you're just signing up for a credit card and buying a canoe. Well, certainly having a game plan will help us be more productive and effective for sure. For yeah. sure. Um, you know, if, if you can do a budget, that's, that's the ideal for sure. Um, but as you say, with about roughly two to three weeks before the holiday, let's say a person says, you know what, I'm going to focus on doing a budget in the New Year. That's my New Year's resolution, yeah. which, by the way, is a good one. That is a great one. But as you said, what does that help me in the here and now? Um, there are some strategies a person could implement um, in shopping to try to shop a little bit wiser. Okay, now, yeah. I love your pretzel your pretzel example. Don't go hungry. Yeah, no. Uh, bring a snack. Um, eat before you leave. Um, research shows if you go hungry, you're, you're often going to spend more yep. than what you anticipated. I also don't go with my wife, or we spend oh. a lot more. <laughs> and that sounds rude, but she's got a lot of coupons that end up costing me a lot of money. Well, and coupons are a double-edged sword. Yeah. Because if, if they really coincide with your list that is dedicated to the limit you have, mm-hmm. they can be helpful. Yeah. However, there is also a temptation to buy something just because you do have a coupon. Yeah, you're going to get $15 off that canoe, but there's you have no water parks near your house. So absolutely. You know, I, I, I do encourage coupon use, but with discretion. Um, also, too, making a list of who you have to buy for. And even if you don't have a budget in place, trying to set a realistic limit per person. Um, a a real know. financial number. Exactly. It's realistic. Yes. Yeah, not kind of like, you'll know it when you're there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because again, again, that frustration, you've had a long day, you're making a trip to the mall, it's late at night, it's cold, 
you're tired, you just want it over with. Mm-hmm. If you don't have a set amount per person, it's way easier to overspend just so you can get it done. Well, and it, it, I've seen too. I make, I get there, I'm like, yeah, oh, that looks right. That looks like that would fit. <laughs> right. And then you buy it, and then all of a sudden it's two or three trips, and or let's just give them both. Just give them both presents. Right, right. I mean, it's like you if you plan and think it through and know the sizes and know the plan, you're just it just seems like little things won't turn into big things. Well, absolutely. And, and, and you know, it's easy to forget. Try to always remember to ask for a gift receipt that allows the recipient to return it or exchange it. And we do encourage folks as part of, quite frankly, money management to track their expenses. And an easy way to do that man, is to save your receipts. There you go. Um, because that way, if you want to make a return, or or let's say you get your credit card statement and you're not sure, hey, did I really make all those purchases? Yeah. A great way to double check is against your receipt. That's right. Like when you're in that fog, that post-Christmas fog. Right. Like, right who exactly. bought that? Right. I, uh, I think this is so helpful. And um, I really want to, we'll take a break, Jennifer, but I want to okay. come back and have you Talk a little bit too. I mean, just the receipts and and maybe help us a little bit with what we need to keep and what like there's certain things. I have a million boxes of a million receipts, and I don't know what to do with them. Let alone so which which if I knew I could set up this new year and figure out how to do a budget so we can kick off the great new year. So we're going to come back more with Jennifer Ortquist when we come back. Again, she's at Michigan State University, the Extension Office, and she's teaching us how to better manage our money during this holiday season. You know, so much to learn, so much to learn here, friends. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. More ideas to help you re-engineer a healthier holiday season right here on The Matt Townsend Show. is frightful but the fire is so delightful since we've no place to go let it snow let it snow let it snow welcome back friends oh this is the time of the year where you can just listen to beautiful music like this go to the mall pick yourself up a canoe little chairman of the board (laughs) there's the chairman look at that just like butter Mm mm-hmm Hey, welcome back, folks. This is uh, one of our Christmas shows where we are, we're trying to help you re-engineer the holidays before the holidays re-engineer you and make you a neurotic, crazy human being. And who better to do this than the Extension Office at Michigan State University? How not to overspend. That is what we're talking about right now. Don't get caught up into the overspending, uh, you know, tis the season to go into debt. No. Jennifer Ortquist is joining us from Michigan State University Extension. She's an educator there for financial and home ownership education. She also is a certified family life educator, and she's teaching us about the power of a budget and, uh, you know, some shopping habits that might help us. Jennifer, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show again. Thank you very much. We love having you, and we love what we're learning. Teach me um, a little bit more. You You were starting to get into some shopping strategies. Yeah. Things we need to do to make sure we don't we spend wisely, we don't get sucked in. Absolutely. And again, I do want to stress the importance of actually doing a budget. And you know, I know for a lot of folks that word is similar to diet. Yeah. We we tend to wince and kind of we recoil. <laughs> totally. And just not want to go there. 
but really, and one of the things that can be so powerful about doing an actual budget, and there are numerous templates. You can download them. You can do a paper copy. You could even use a tablet. Give us an example of where we could go get a template for a budget. Cause I'm glad I, I, you asked. I'm married to somebody that might want that to know that. I'm glad you asked. Our website is www.mymoneyhealth.org. And my is M-I for Michigan. So again, oh, cool. www.mymoneyhealth.org. And there's a downloadable template. There's also an Excel spreadsheet ready to go. But I really want folks to know that in addition to making sure you balance at the end of each month, really two, two strong purposes of a budget or spending plan is to help you achieve your financial goals and to increase your financial stability. We, we talked a little bit about the notion of an emergency fund. Yeah. That can even help dictate even our shopping right now. Ask yourself, do I have a little a little nest egg? Do I have a little rainy day fund? And if you don't have one in place, that can make you a little bit vulnerable to life's emergencies, which we know happen. Yeah, right. Hot water heater, you name it, a tire, your brakes. Um, but also for non-monthly expenses, those things that we know we're going to have coming down the pike, but you don't get a hard copy bill in the mail every day. You know, it's interesting because what you're, it's the same as a diet you were saying, which is a discipline. We right. we have to right. learn to be disciplined. Um, we were talking about during the break how back in the day the banks used to have like Christmas clubs yep. where yep. you could put the money away. Mm-hmm. But they would kind of – I mean, you know, they would help facilitate that. Um, but in the end, the budget teaches you to manage your money, your ideas, your thoughts. And it's right. not just say, helping you save. It's also helping you say no. Absolutely. Absolutely. To live within your means. Yeah. That's Absolutely, great. and so you know, I, I think we try to we try to make it fun and exciting because it can be. But also, as you said, there are those real hardcore moments too. Um, a lot of folks are struggling with credit card debt um, or not achieving goals that they would like for either themselves or their children. So, really, I um, encourage folks to think about dabbling into trying a budget. And as, as you said, how can you help your shopping keep on target? The other nice thing about a budget is sort of what you just said. It lets you know what your wiggle room is, yeah. how much how much you have left over to work with. Do you like the cash idea where you just take your $200 out of your bank and then you take the $200 to the store with you and we just go till we're out of money? Is that how – I mean I, I know people that do that and I think, wow. And you know it's interesting because there are so many different strategies and one might work for one person and yeah. not for another. Yeah, that wouldn't work for me. I know some folks like to spend, you know, just with cash or their checkbook. Other folks like the convenience of credit cards because it does itemize on their statements what their spending has been. Um, but again, with, with the credit card issue is, is again, as you had said, that discipline and maintenance. Um, credit cards can be a very, a very helpful tool. Um, they can also help with establishing overall credit. But for some folks, it can it can be difficult to manage and can lead to a lot of outstanding debt. So I think there are a lot of different strategies, and and they don't all work for right for all of us. And you, and you, there's something about being on the same page that I guess this is probably why you're a certified family life educator as well, because it seems like it's one thing to you know have one person get on the budget; it's another to get two people on the same budget. Right. And, and so well, what advice would you give us to do that with our spouse, especially during the season? Certainly a budget's going to be more successful if, if everyone is involved and they have a say and a voice. 
and if there can be some element of compromise. And I think um, good conversation about needs and wants and goals. Um, we talk quite a bit about goal setting and why that's so significant, Matt, is um, research shows that if you do have financial goals, you're much more likely to save for them. Hmm. And I think part of it, I guess, what, what it boils down to is communication. Right. It's hard to be on the same page if, if money isn't something that's talked about. Um, and it's hard to unify goals or even behavior if everyone's doing their own thing. That's right. And, and money is so tied to kind of power, right, and freedom in our lives that it gets a little sticky sometimes if somebody's trying to tell us we can't do something. Right. Yeah. Well, and we, we do a, a need exercise, at least in the classes that I provide, that really help folks identify what their money style is. Because if you have someone who's a, a, a diehard saver and someone who's a diehard spender, well, mm-hmm. right off the bat, you can identify there might be some areas of contention. But by getting that out in the open and, and hearing what each other's values are and what they want to achieve over time, there comes the the ability to start to compromise and create a template where um, all those things can be achieved. Yeah, that's big. What what do we do? Um, let's say hypothetically that there's some family out there in listener land that has overspent mm-hmm. this season, mm-hmm. and now and they're really in trouble. So, mm-hmm. what should they be anticipating doing come January one? <laughs> Well, there are a couple different things. Um, in many communities, there um, are resources that can help folks um, if they're struggling. Um, some some real hardcore things that happen to families, um, shut-off notices, maybe mm. not enough food in the house. Yeah. Very scary, serious things. Would right off the bat encourage folks to find out what resources are available in their communities. In many, many states and counties, there is the 211 free phone number mm-hmm. that helps folks get connected to resources immediately. And, and people shouldn't be afraid of that. I mean, if it's right, if right. it's dire and you're about to have a shutoff notice or you mm-hmm. have a shutoff notice, right. get the help that you Absolutely. need and then they'll help you get back on track. Absolutely. Um, other things, too, are reputable money management programs in your community. Again, 211 could help lead you to that. Um, and even um, if you are struggling with a lot of outstanding debt, um, seeking a reputable consumer credit counseling company within your community. Hmm. Um, and there are lots of different organizations that can help direct you to those folks. Um, certainly, we encourage folks to be cautious of scams. One great way to um, zoom in on what scams are going on in your community is your state attorney general office. There you go. Yeah, because they're investigating everyone, aren't they? Well, you know, and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but folks who are in hard times are often preyed upon. So sure. you want to make sure that when you do reach out for help, you're reaching to for the right place. Well, and this is, I mean, this is an extension. I mean, money is an extension of our mental health. It's an extension of some of our other goals and dreams. Sometimes people are in debt because they went to school mm-hmm. and they're carrying a really heavy debt burden, right? Absolutely. So, yeah. Lots of different issues, um, underemployed, um, unemployed, um, the housing crisis. There's been a lot of different things that have forced families into tough times. It also seems like... Uh, we might be able to lighten the load. A lot of the, the there, a lot of us have expectations that we need to get gifts for people. Right. That, right. Have you got any good ideas for how to kind of just kind of overcome the culture of spending and the the culture of needing to continually outdo yourself? Right. In a way that puts you into debt. Well, you know, certainly to be respectful of different a uh, different um, values. 
keeping that in mind, but there are there are ways to be creative. I, I've known families who decide we're just going to do a potluck, and each family is going to bring a different dish to pass, and that's the celebration. I've also heard of folks who make their gifts or yeah. draw names. You know, instead of buying for a family of 10, uh, maybe you just buy for one person. Um, setting limits. I've heard families say we're going to do $10 a person. Um, you know, yeah. No ifs, ands, or buts. Other things, too, which have been very popular in my family and, and a lot of fun are doing silly games with, um, we, we call them a white elephant gift or a, a yeah. silly gift, where it's more of a gag gift and then, and then swap them in, in a different kind of way that can be silly and fun. So I, I really think it depends on the person. Um, there are so many resources online and in magazines of fun things to do on a budget, and it's not too late. You know, we're right. at December 10th. There's still time to say, you know what? I have to I have to reevaluate this. Maybe you can't host a, f- a five course meal for right. twenty people. Yeah, you know. Well, and maybe say no, and and having that need, that understanding if it's a need or a want that right. that would be really helpful, especially if if we're on the same page with those that we care about. Absolutely. I love it. Um, we've been on your site well, since you told us about it, and we're playing okay. on it. There are some great tools there. Again, if you go to mymoneyhealth.org, my is spelled M-I yes. for Michigan State, right? Yes. And um, mymoneyhealth.org, seriously awesome resources about budgeting, personal monthly budget spreadsheets. They've, they've, they can't make it. You can't make it easier for us, Jennifer. <laughs> if you would just come and do it and then... Help help my wife and I work through it. That would be even better. But apparently, you don't travel. Um, well, not maybe not that far. Okay, but I, I re- we really appreciate it. On our way out, can you give us one more thing? Like if you just had to think of the one thing we all could remember uh, the, financially to make sure we don't lose it this week, this Christmas. What's the one thing we should just stay focused on? Um, stay focused on, on what your goal is, because each goal will be different per person. Right. And whatever type of thing you can do to help yourself stay on target, whether it's a sticky note on the credit card or a sticky note in the wallet that says, this is my limit. Is this a need or a want? Um, keep, help try to keep yourself focused. That's it. That's good stuff. Uh, Jennifer, we so appreciate you and the work you're doing there at Michigan State University. Thanks for being on the show. I'm sure we'll call you back uh, after the new year and have to put together a budget. Thank you so much. Thank you. Good stuff. See, I mean, it's it's really simple. It's very, very basic. But again, it's discipline. And I like the analogy that it's like a it's like a diet. Sometimes the easy things are hard. They're very hard. And and again, like my wife's a master of saving and getting the right deal. But man, you still have to budget and you still have to think and you still have to save and All this stuff. Good stuff, my friends. We are going to uh, take a break, come back and wrap up the Reengineering Our Christmas show. By the way, we're going to be talking about re-gifting, which I think is by far the easiest way to save money during the holiday season. (laughs) Just take presents you receive and quickly turn them back to other people. You don't lose anything. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We'll be back. Michael Pond is going to teach us the art of the re-gift. Up next, right here on the Matt Townsend Show. Welcome back, friends. We're wrapping it up. The Reengineering Show. 
We're trying to re-engineer your holiday season. So it is a season of peace and joy and love and goodwill toward all men. That felt good. Hey, uh, in the house, Michael Pond. Michael Pond is joining us. Um, Michael is known. Thank you. Good to have you, Mike. Mike's been on the show for years. Uh, last time we saw you, Mike, you were sporting a mustache. Oh, it was a nice one. It was a nice, it was a nice, thick, rich, Tom Selleck-like mustache. I, I did no shave November, and it changed my life. And apparently, you regifted it. You gifted, you you recycled your mustache and gave it to one of your roommates. Yeah, you know, he he's just in the mustache area of life. He's just a little challenged. He's it's, just, it's hard yeah. for some people. He's a couple eggs um, short. And so I, I shaved it and I put it on some tape and gave it to him. So whenever he wants, he can just tape it to can, his lip. He can tape it to his lip. Oh, I bet that. he was so grateful. He was a little offended, but uh, I think he was a little more grateful than offended. That is, um, you know, that very story reminds me of James because James cannot grow facial hair. Whoa, can you, James? Yeah, you well, can. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, sure you, I can. Yeah, I've seen some. Yeah. Does um, does malarkey like it when you grow facial hair? <laughs> Actually, yes. Yes, malarkey likes it. <laughs> malarkey likey? Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's a new one. I haven't heard that one before. That's a new one. We came up yeah. with malarkey today. <sighs> Mike's Who, here today. Who's malarkey? Ma- that- Malarkey's the girl he's dating. Oh, My significant oh, right. other. Okay. Yep. Sorry, missed that. Her, she, her name starts with an M, and he won't tell us what it is. She's what, significant now. She's, is she significant? My very significant other, yeah. <gasps> very significant. That's V-S. Yeah. <laughs> That's, That's almost. high on the significance scale. There's a chance. I don't want to. Throw it out there, but there's a chance that he could get engaged. Wow! Yes, to like seven percent, or probably. You know what he told me the other day? He says, "Oh, Matt, I am so full of malarkey." <laughs> oh my gosh! That's kind of cheesy, but here's the good news. Um, he really like. He says, "I like her a lot." Like her a lot. He said her like that, and um. Speaking of liking a girl, but see, he got her knives. Knives? Knives. Multiple. Yeah, cutting knives? Cutting knives. Yeah, cooking, yeah. cooking. chef knives. Yeah. So that's this isn't she, like a hunting knife. That's like why she's knife. down a finger and a half. <laughs> a digit and a half. They're, they're very sharp knives. Not yeah. the ring finger. But you, on the other hand, you love your girlfriend. Have you told us her name? Yes, her name's Alyssa. And that's her real name. Is yes, it really? Yeah. See, you really like her. So, Alyssa, you got her a gift. Yeah, I got her a great gift. What did you get her for Christmas? So, James, listen. I was kind of probing her. This is a her. gift. I was trying to figure out what she would want without yeah. her knowing right. you don't want to that tip I was the hand. Uh-huh. So, so I asked some probing questions. She wanted an iPad. <gasps> or that that was something that she wow. she she would like. She's Alyssa's like, oh. got like she's got some chops to ask for an iPad. So. I I looked into buying an iPad and I bought one. I I got you one did? with with a lot of space on it so she could put her music on there. Wow. And I bought one. And then uh, we're paying you well. You're not. But I could, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. After months of saving. Yeah, yeah. After months of scrimping and saving, I well, bought her an iPad. Your facial hair. Yep. But then, uh, so last week I went to her company party yes. as her guest, and the company. As a Christmas gift, yeah. got all the employees iPads. Are you kidding? No, I'm serious. So, bummer. So, so she's so excited, puts her hands yeah. over her mouth, like you know, Yay, oh, this is exactly what I wanted. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it! And I'm like, yeah, so cool. Yeah, are you? Are oh, you? No. 
Wow. Are you gonna are you gonna re gift that? No. Because I know a guy that needs an iPad. Do He's, you really do you need an iPad? I need an iPad. Let's talk after the show. Well, there's nothing really to talk about. I would just <laughs> like to receive it. <laughs> you give it to him. Now you're trying that's, to cut a deal. I yeah. can get a deal anywhere. <laughs> anyway, I just you might want to and just no. Just know that, you know, the guy that does the show that you're on. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. It's good to know. Anyway, should you, are you are you a proponent of regifting? It's funny. I was talking to Alyssa yeah, your Banks girlfriend on the show. Oh, um, oh, Alyssa. Outside, yeah. outside uh, of the studio, and I said, hey, "What do you think about regifting?" And yeah. she was just like, "Oh my gosh, I hate it. It's she horrible." Hates it. Yeah, and I said, "Why?" And she's like, "Oh, I just feel like she just felt kind of like it was morally wrong." Oh, hold on. You know what, Sean? Will you get Alyssa's gift back? Okay. Bring it back to me. I'll need to redo that. Okay, so she thinks morally it's wrong. Yeah, she just said it was. It just was a bad idea, and she felt kind of cheap. And did you hand her the iPad? Yeah. See what she feels then. I, I shoved it under my desk. I yeah. that's I when felt you like it wasn't a good it, it wasn't a good time <laughs> yeah. for it after that. But I, I had explained to her four rules yeah. okay. of of uh, regifting yeah. or regiving. Uh, the, I don't the, see a moral issue. Well, explain that. Why? Well, it's a gift. Well, you're taking something that someone else has given you thoughtfully, well, and you're just giving it away let's like just it say, didn't mean let's anything. Just say That's one of the three. Magi. The guy, let's say for, let's say the frankincense wasn't his idea, but somebody else gave him frankincense, and then he brings the frankincense to the manger. God would accept the frankincense. Oh yeah, sure you you accept it, but I think most people, yeah. if they know that that the gift wasn't obtained, you know, like wasn't shopped with for. the idea of giving it to the other person, they're just kind of okay. like oh. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Thank, thank you. You got to put that. some thought into it. Yeah. But the Magi did travel millions of miles to get there and carried frankincense or myrrh, whatever have you. I could just imagine a conversation. Hey, yeah, uh, get that frankincense that Marge <laughs> gave me. Let's go give that to the Savior. No, let's not do that. So, um, okay, what are your rules? You have four rules. Yeah, so so number one yeah. rule. Anybody can regift if they live by these four rules. Yeah, and okay. I got to give credit where credit's due. This is from Jody R.R. R. Smith, and she's from an etiquette consultant agency. I think it's R.R. Yeah, R.R. From Manor Smith. Right, okay. And her, her first rule is that the item needs to be new and unopened. So if I get some cologne and That's I true. spray it yeah. and I don't like it, yeah. that if, eliminates it. If the cologne it, is half gone, yeah. can't you can't regift that. And I agree with That's that. That's a good point. That's you, know, a really good point. you can't have used it. No, if the sandwich is half eaten, mm, yeah. it's yours. That's why it's a good idea to invest in shrink wrap so everything <laughs> looks new. That's a great point. That's so. a very good point. You can make anything look new if you have shrink wrap. It's very true. <laughs> I was wondering about that shrink wrap sandwich you gave me the other day. That was awkward. Brand new. It wasn't it's even his. New. He found it. Got okay. it straight from the deli. What's number two? Number two, if if you didn't like the gift, you shouldn't re-gift it. But if you didn't like the iPad, you could re-gift that. Well, you know, I mean, you don't – Everybody likes an iPad. You, you only want to give someone a re-gift if it's something you would have gone to the store and, and got for them. Okay, yeah. You know? I like that. You're not gonna, you shouldn't pawn off things that you don't want. Like a fruitcake. Yeah, that's just not good etiquette. Right, yeah. And that's what this is about. Unless I mean, you've wrapped it. In shrink wrap. In shrink wrap. Works every time. <laughs> Number three, 
is the gift should be unwrapped and then rewrapped. You don't want to give it in its original oh, see, wrapping. Now you're killing me, man. Well, so you're killing me. Family because- story here. Okay, that you correlates got to start. with okay, number good. four because it just seems like it's already wrapped. Let's not let's think of Mother Nature. Think of another tree. Well, so uh, a friend of mine got married. Uh, they got some kind of plate or something, and they opened it uh, as a wedding gift. And they could see the wrapping from the previous, you know, the Christmas <laughs> wrapping that yeah. was on the bottom. But it's a great. They say it's a great plate. They use it a lot. Wonderful. Yeah. They don't mind. But it was just <laughs> humorous. But but rule number f- four yeah. is you kind of want to avoid situations where worlds collide. So in other words, oh, yeah. if if my mom yeah. gives me like a foot massager, I don't want to go give it to her sister because right. they talk, yeah. and she's going to go, oh, I got the same exact. You one have to for choose Mike. a different species. Oh. Yeah. You can't cross gift in the same circles. That's just to avoid a potential headache. I think mainly. that's brilliant. That's a see. That's my favorite point so far. But, so it's okay to do as long as you gift outside of your inner circle. Yeah. Or or you don't want two people that you know if mm-hmm. somebody's best friends and one of them gives you a gift, you don't want to give it to the other friend. So you that's just don't want point. circles to. That's a very good point. overlap there. Well, I loved it. I think you're brilliant. And you know what? I will now – I will only re- – I'm actually sold. I'm now going to go buy a packaging company <laughs> so that I can put cellophane I want in. on everything. Well done, Michael Pond. Thank and you. I like the clean look. Hey, here's a quote for you from Helen Keller. The unselfish effort to bring cheer to others will be the beginning of a happier life for ourselves. Who knew better than Helen Keller? Hey, folks, tomorrow on the show, more help for the holidays as we talk about being grateful and beating the holiday blues. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about getting rid of the depression during this time of year. You're listening to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks for being with us again, giving you a leg up in this crazy thing called life. Happy holidays. Happy holidays.